0: Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News for Thursday, August 20th, 2020. Stand up for your country. So tonight, Joe Biden, most important speech of his life. All right. There'll be a significant amount of people watching this during the week this week. Not many people watch the convention. I was in and out. Uh, But I have a staff. Most people don't have a staff. And they funnel me stuff that I have to see. And we will have that for you tonight. In fact, tonight is, I think, my favorite program, my favorite broadcast this week. We've got a lot of very interesting stuff. As always, pen and paper is handy. Now, after the Biden speech tonight, which would be, I don't know, 1030 Eastern, I'm going to do a special message on BillOReilly.com right after the speech, instant analysis. We'll post it there. And everybody can listen, and I hope you go on in and do that. Uh, Stay up late. It'll be worth it. Or you can catch it tomorrow morning. Uh, I'm going to have a special column on Sunday. We post those columns at noon. All right? So you might look out for that. And then Bernie and Sid and I had a pretty interesting discussion this morning on WABC Radio. And that is posted on BillOReilly.com as well. So let's begin our coverage with President Obama. Now, I've been fair to the president, you know that, he knows that, um, I think I understand him very, very well. So he comes on, he's looking a little casual, and his only goal is to say, no, nah, President Trump's not cutting it. Roll the tape.
1: I never expected that my successor would embrace my vision or continue my policies. I did hope, for the sake of our country, that Donald Trump might show some interest in taking the job seriously. That he might come to feel the weight of the office and discover some reverence for the democracy that had been placed in his care. But he never did. For close to four years now, he has shown no interest in putting in the work. No interest in finding common ground. No interest in using the awesome power of his office to help anyone but himself and his friends. No interest in treating the presidency as anything but one more reality show that he can use to get the attention he craves. Donald Trump hasn't grown into the job because he can't.
0: Okay, and you expect that. Actually, I expected a lot worse. I I thought Barack Obama was pretty gentle, but this line caught my attention. He has shown no interest in putting in the work, no interest in finding common ground, no interest in using the awesome power of his office to help anyone but himself and his friends. Well, Donald Trump works hard. I, I can tell you that. I mean, he's on the job and he doesn't sleep. He's like a vampire if you read The United States of Trump, and you should just to know who the president is. He works hard. Now, a lot of it's self-involvement, yes, there's no doubt about that. He's not a particularly altruistic man, altruistic word of the day. But when um, President Obama says that all he's doing is uh, trying to help himself and his friends, I'm his friend, I think. We don't talk very much anymore because I think I tell him things he doesn't want to hear, but. I don't even know that to be a fact. Uh, I'm his friend. He hasn't helped me. In fact, I pay a lot more federal income tax because Donald Trump knocked out the deduction for state taxes and limited the mortgage deduction to $10,000. I'm paying significantly amount more than I did under Barack Obama to the federal government. Now, that didn't help me. All right, I don't mind doing it. I, I, the taxes are too high. For to be fair, I know that, but I don't mind it. I consider myself lucky. All right, but to say that all Trump wants to do is cronyism, you can't back it up. You are listening to a free excerpt from BillO'Reilly.com's No Spin News broadcast, where you can actually see me. We'll be right back after this message.
1: At Qualcomm, we believe in staying connected, and you can see us wherever 5G is helping transform telemedicine, supporting remote education, and powering mobile PCs. The invention age is here. Learn more at qualcomm.com/inventionage.
0: Okay, COVID is Trump's fault. So Democrats are going to run on two issues: Trump is evil. There's evil, and COVID is Trump's fault. So everyone who's suffering and has to wear a mask, it's inconvenience, got the disease, Trump did it to you. Roll the tape.
1: Donald Trump's ignorance and incompetence have always been a danger to our country. COVID-19 was Trump's biggest test. He failed miserably. Today, America has the most COVID deaths in the world and an economic collapse.
0: Yeah. Okay. So Europe is now experiencing another COVID wave. Is that Trump's fault? Okay, Senator, is that that Trump's fault? Europe, your socialistic model, got some problems there. Okay. Um, Daily cases have more than doubled since the end of July in Europe. That that Trump's fault? Uh, Are they doing something there? Are they copying Trump? So no politician, no human being, no one can stop this insidious thing. I look at the uh, Trump administration. I think they've done B, maybe B minus on COVID. The deficit is they weren't urgent enough in the beginning. But there's a reason that Donald Trump didn't want to tank the economy and the stock markets. He saved the stock market. And if you have investments for your future, your retirement, education, that's big. He saved it, but he couldn't save the economy. And, oh, we have, you know, we're, we have five times many cases. The reason that we have so many cases here, more than other countries proportionally, is because we are an affluent mobile society. We move, we go a lot of places, far more than Europeans do, if you've ever been to Europe, okay? That is not a mobile society over there. They stay. We don't. The reason New York City got devastated is because the people were on the subways and buses. They're going all over the place, and they spread it, spread it, spread it. And the reason it it popped up in Florida and Texas and Arizona is when the weather got warm, people went out. All right. And socialize when they shouldn't have. We'll be right back. Okay. so I have some stuff to show you. First, we have a stand up sticker. Stand up. You put it on your front lawn. All right. Stand up for your country. Look at that. That is great. That is so good. We'll send them to you. They cost a little bit. We're keeping it down. Stand up for your country. You put it on your lawn. It's not a political statement. It's basically, I love my country. So we got the stickers. Now we have the stand-up thing. This is great. I love this. Then, stand up for your country hats. <laughs> I mean, come on. Let's get them. It's really good. These are, this is a great campaign. We love our country. It's not political. We love our country. We don't kneel. We stand. For our country. You buy Crazy Horse, we'll send you a free sticker. Stand up for your country. So pre-order Crazy Horse, bang, you get a sticker. Free. All right? Hats are made in America. No more China. Made in America. We'll pay more for them. And they're nice. Bayside, made in the USA. Boom. Um, I get a lot of letters saying, oh, my daughter, my son, my in-laws whatever they see it different and it's caused on attention don't talk politics in the family you can make a point if they ask you a question back it up with facts that's what we give you every night here facts but if they don't accept the facts and it's said i just okay that's fine we respect your opinion because we do we traditional americans respect opinions we do if they're loons they're loons you can still love a loon maybe i'll get a bumper sticker love a loon But don't don't let it impact the family. You know you don't need to do that. Stick to your beliefs. All right. If they ask, tell them why you believe what you believe. But if they say something, they go just well. Respect that, and that's it. That's it. Mom said don't talk about politics and religion. Mom's right. I'll see you soon.